Come on, let's go in time for another show And we're glad you tuned in Cause we just can't wait We're gonna have a chat, relax Maybe listen to some track But the fans had a really great At last It's the Ambivalence Podcast It's the Ambivalence Podcast It's the Ambivalence Podcast Hey everybody, welcome back to the episode of Ambivalence uh, I'm Scott I'm Nick. Uh, joining us today is um, Julian from uh, the the best bird man around, Avum. And uh, Julian, I, I uh, want to start the show by first apologizing to you um, for the Instagram that uh, V did and that I was a part of. Didn't realize you were going to be there, and uh, I totally uh, apologize for like getting involved in that and having you being involved when you. We're just there to hang out, so I apologize. Man, it's all good. It, uh, If anything, it kind of uh, allowed me to segue into having a similar sort of discussion with V about the whole thing. Because I wanted to talk to him about it. And uh, that kind of was just the perfect opportunity for me to say my piece as well to the guy. So... So no, I'm cool. I'm chill. No hard feelings. So, as far as I'm concerned, um, we're on the same page, you and I, in a lot of ways. Yeah, because well, it's kind of it's kind of fucked for for you at this point now because V admitted to being Pastor John, but you said you're talking to Gideon, and we don't know who the fuck Gideon is now. Yeah, I. That's what's fucked to me. Right? Like, I, I spoke to Gideon a bunch, right? And we shared some, we were pretty vulnerable with each other. I could tell he was in, uh, he was in a bit of rough shape. Um, and like I said on the fucking live, like, he talked to me a bunch about the red breasted nuthatch. And after I heard that he passed away, like, every time I saw a red breasted nuthatch, I would think of him and, I'd get a little sad, but also get a little happy just because how much he loved them. And now I don't know who the fuck this Gideon was that I was talking to. Right? So what the fuck? Thanks for fucking tarnishing red-breasted nuthatches for me. And I see them all the time. Yeah, that's rough. That's Yeah, rough. dude. It's, it's really fucked up, and I don't know why this is happening or what the overall goal was. And I think, uh, I think just want to know what the fuck it was all about. Why? Why? Just why? Yeah. Right. And like, for me, like, why are you making it a fucking international conspiracy? Right. Why involving fucking some punk rockers that love birds from Canada. Yeah. Right? Like, is it an ego thing? Is it a control thing? Like, is he fucking losing his marbles slowly? I mean, probably. I don't know how to keep this shit together with all the different fucking things he's got going on, so. Right? Like, we, how do you believe anything? How can you believe anything that he says? You know, and as much as it's not on the band themselves, 
it also kind of is if you think about it because they're not exactly being vocal about him not doing this they've never really been anti any of the shticks let's call them that v propagates yeah so like they're kind of complicit i don't i don't think i've seen anybody say anything else as far as the rest of the band goes so yeah i think they're just trying to avoid it and hope that it all goes away yeah but i i think v might have gone too far this time and they like they might have to say something you know like may not even publicly but like 3d hell soon to be x hollywood like you know how to find me you know how to find us like it'd be pretty cool to just like get your thoughts even privately you know yeah Yeah. they don't need to be dragged into this because they get dragged into enough but yeah i don't know man it's fucked Uh, i didn't i didn't realize how uh how upset you were over it i mean i had a lot of conversations with this kid person i had a lot of conversations with this person whoever the fuck it was and i don't need to and i don't want to tell everybody all the things that we talked about but like i trusted this kid and this kid trusted me this person i should stop saying kid this person and like it's it feels really violating to trust someone and be vulnerable and then learn that they're not the person that you thought they were talking to yeah yeah definitely right so like i just want answers and i haven't gotten any Whenever I ask V, he kind of just like skirts around it and then brings up black metal. And like, I mean, that's cool. I'll talk to him about black metal. I'm fine with that. It's not that I hate the guy yet, but like my patience is, you know, like, you know, us Canadians, we're polite and patient, right? The best. Right. So I'm, I'm trying to be as patient as possible. Because he's just another red, bleeding American or whatever the fuck it is, right? So, like, I'll be patient with the guy, but I haven't said sorry to him. And my patience is going to fucking run thin sooner or later. So I hope this gets fucking sorted out soon. Well, that's that's what that's where we're at. We just, you know, like people people thought it was a joke, and like people, I don't know. I guess they didn't understand like how it actually affected us. So I don't know. We just want fucking. We just want him to come on and clarify the shit, and at least you know, even if he's not going to fucking apologize, just explain why you did it. So I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: when when they asked you 
for the Mons Basement live stream could say something about Gideon. And you watch that footage back and you see it all played out. Like, how did you, like, what did you, how did you feel like watching that and being completely blindsided? Um, honestly, I was drunk in my in-laws basement and I had a group chat going on with uh, the rest of the dudes in Avum because we were all watching together from like our own different places where we were celebrating the holidays, right? Mm -hmm. And we were all just kind of like, wait, what? What the fuck? And the dudes were like, Julian, didn't you talk to Gideon a bunch? And I like instinctively downplayed it even. I was like, oh, I just talked to him a little bit. Like, not, not a bunch, just a little bit. Ha ha ha. Wow, they really got us. Ha ha ha. Like, I almost went into, to, like, defensive mode. And I just, like, I could barely understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah. You know, like, all of a sudden, it's not real. Like, what? And then, like, it's weird, because there were some comments about, like, I was in on it, and I thought that was fucked, but, like, I don't know how many people out there know this, but I'm not exactly, like, a social media guy myself. I don't have a Facebook I don't have an Instagram. I don't fuck with that shit. I don't care about that shit. So, like, arguing with people on the internet is not something I really want to do very often, and I definitely didn't want to argue about whether I was involved in this weird fucked up thing that's happening to me in the live stream comments of Mom's Christmas Fest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, 2022 would never be the same for me. No, (laughs) it was was a fucking shock, and it fucking hurt to see this like this big lie just hit out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, the fuck. The funny thing is, is I actually didn't see the end until like a day or two later. Oh shit. So when people were kind of like saying things, I was like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? And then I went and rewatched it and I was fucking blown away. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. So like it took me like a day or two to catch up. But as soon as I did, I was like, I don't know, man. That's just, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's fucked. It's fucked that he went to the length of like Pastor John on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that was, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It just, it just sucks because you think you're friends with somebody and then they pull some shit like that. What I don't understand, and maybe, maybe when you have him on, if you have him on, if he fucking follows through and comes on, maybe you can ask him, like, why is he putting so much effort 
why did he put so much effort into this? Doesn't he think that like that effort would be better suited going into Jason's? That's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you released what two releases and you promote it. Promo's a fucking lot of work. It's fucked. How the fuck are you? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, unless he thinks like there's no else to go with this V character, and like, oh, I gotta find something else now because uh, you know, can't figure out what to do with this guy. Yeah, I move on to another like sticker spiel, you know. Yeah, like I, I don't get it. You know, like I don't get it. The more, the more I think about all this and the more I think about like how he played this up and how he plays V, he's in the wrong kind of shtick band. He should be in a wrestling band. You know? <laughs> yeah. He acts like a fucking like a wrestling manager or like a wrestling character. You know? Yeah, like the fucking uh, villain. Yeah. Or like like yeah, like a like not even necessarily a wrestler. Just like the villain that's like pulling the strings and like crafting this story. And then when the story gets in too far, he just like reinvents himself as a new guy out of nowhere and everyone just goes along for the ride. He's the Mick Foley of punk. Man. He's like he's like the fucking motorcycle undertaker. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck saw that coming? <laughs> yeah. Except not so much American badass. At least right now I'd call it American lame ass. <laughs> I mean that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's it's weird, dudes. It's weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. It makes no sense. So I hope he fucking steps up to the plate and comes on the pod soon. Do you guys know it like has he reached out to you about that yet? Has he confirmed that he's gonna come or we haven't I'm... talked since the Instagram feed. Uh, things kind of got a little heated, and we haven't talked since. So, like I said, the uh, I'm I'm done. Like trying to just go. Like if he wants to talk to me, he can. I'm done trying to get him to come on. It's, I'm not yeah. wasting my breath anymore. If he wants to do it, he can come to me. I'm sick of trying to calm out and just getting left behind because it's 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 maybe he's afraid, maybe he's embarrassed, maybe he's I don't know. Maybe he's not happy with the choice he made, fucking us over like this. Um, I don't know what's going through his head. Maybe he's working on a new Hindu side project. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Probably. Hindu punk geriatrics. Uh, (laughs) Right? Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's going to play a really, really old Hindu dude. Fucking, who knows? Maybe he's just too concerned with this Friday Thirteenth show that he's you know doesn't want to doesn't want to think about it, which is okay. But yeah, that 
You know what? That's actually, like, as much shit as I'm talking, that's a really, really fair and valid point. Because yeah. promo is fucking... I, like I said before, promo is fucked. And that's a really big show for them. And they're filming it. And it's Hollywood's last show. And with all the shit he's talking about, how glad he is that Hollywood's leaving, you know that means he's devastated, right? Yeah. Like, he's he's probably gone through a couple cases of Kleenex. Because anyone that assertive and that, like, ego-driven is definitely a fragile fuck. Uh Uh-huh. So... Well, he's also plays pop punk, and we're all a bunch of fragile fucks. If you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I guess I hope I hope, I wish I wish that show goes well, you know, for him. But yeah, you know, he gets his head out of his ass, and you know, after all that shit, he can he's more than welcome to come talk to me. I'm gonna tell him to as well. I'm gonna tell him he's got to fucking deal with this bullshit. Well, I appreciate that. Unless he wants another international war. He's already at war with the Russians. I don't think he wants those Mounties after him. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fucking no fucking way, bud. <laughs> I'll send Ryan Reynolds down to kick his ass. There you go. He's Canadian? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, good for him. I say as I desperately Google Ryan Reynolds to make sure he's Canadian. Oh, are you sure? Canadian American actor. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds, born in Vancouver. Woof, Home the of the Hextalls. Safe. Dodge the bullet. Well, let's let's get on to some lighter shit. That was I appreciate you just I your words and anything you said. Uh, I appreciate everything um, that you that you said to us about it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to know that we're not the only ones. I mean, in a fucked up way, anyway. <laughs> There's uh, what what's what's that saying? Um, fuck, I don't even remember what the saying is. But you gain comfort in like knowing you're not the only one struggling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know the people, there's people out there that won't talk about this. And they, they, they probably felt the same way we do. But yeah. we want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Because we were affected in a different way. Like our fucking time and our show and our friendship was basically fucking wasted. So that's what's not okay. Yeah. And like Honestly, to get super real for a second, like, we all know that dudes have a really hard time talking about stuff that makes us sad, right? And talking about, like, things. Yeah. So, even though it kind of, like, honestly, it kind of feels lame to talk about it. But I think that's mostly just because we're used to not talking about stuff that hurt us or made us sad so like it's important that we do that as well even though to some it might be some minuscule thing but like you said like 
it feels like a friend betrayed our trust and well yeah it's different for us like people are saying we're not we're making a big deal out of it but like they weren't personally affected like by yeah you considered a friend so it's different yeah exactly so like it's worth talking about for us yeah and and to anybody out there listening who's got shit and they're afraid to talk about it don't be afraid because it's better to talk about it because then you can you just feel better a bit actually saying the words, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Anyway, enough with this shit. Fuck you, Jason B. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll hear it many places. Hot hot take. He's an asshole. <laughs> well, we, we had we had you on a couple. Didn't he warn us? What? Hmm? I said, didn't he write a song about that? Didn't he warn us? He did. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. Does oh, that make it okay? Yeah, doesn't make it. No, it's not okay to, to 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 validate that you're an asshole. I don't think that's a good. I don't think that's a good way to betray yourself. <laughs> anyway, I we're, we're I'm done. I'm no, we're we're done. We're gonna move on. Um, we had you on a couple months ago, and there was one question I wanted to ask you guys, but I just, you know, I I don't think about asking things to like after the show's over, and then I'm like, oh man, I wish I would ask this question. So I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. it now. We were talking about. We had a good conversation about birds, surprise. Um, and we talked about favorite birds. But one question I didn't get to ask is what bird do you relate do you relate with the most? Like what bird suits Julian's personality? Oh wow. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I wish you fucking asked me that before so I could I, fucking well, I, prepare an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I do too because I would have had the other guys on the show. I had Bryson and um, was his name Joe? Yeah, Joey. Yeah, Joey. I had them on and I should have asked them too. So I asked them that same question. Yeah. Yeah, I will. That's a good one, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and it's hard because I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of pictures of owls. So I'm like, oh, I'm probably <laughs> like an owl. Maybe the long-eared owl, but I just like, or the great horned owl, but like, that's just what I'm looking at. What, what bird best? Do what bird do I relate to? Um, I'm gonna say, just for pulling it out of my ass, I'm gonna say I'm quite similar to a crow. In a lot of ways, quite similar to a common crow. I'm an American crow, we'll say. Um, and how how is that? An American crow, yeah. So crow crows are loud. I can be pretty loud. Um, not to uh, toot my own horn. Crows are highly intelligent. I think I'm a pretty smart guy. Um, crows are adaptable. Crows are dependable. 
They have really good memories. They're pretty decent communicators. Uh, they're great at mimicking. Um, and they're kind of innovative in a lot of ways. Like, not necessarily the American crow, but the... Uh, what is it? There's a, a, bu a bunch of, like, Southeast Asian crows. Uh, they will create tools out of the veins of leaves which they use in order to get food so they'll actually like search the perfect leaf and then chew on it and bend it and shit so they can reach different food sources That's which is remark remarkable yeah um, pretty innovative I like to think I'm innovative. I like to think I'm all those things. So I'm going to say that. A crow. Another cool fact about a crow. Just because I'm talking about crows. Two, two cool facts about crows. And uh, yeah. Then I'm going to then I'm going to drop some for further information about how cool crows are thing. But first um, crows actually have their own communities and they work in a community kind of like they, they work in a community so if you go to a new place where there's a flock of crows and you wear let's say just because we were talking about it let's say you put on a, a jason mask and you go outside and you act like a jason so you act like an asshole to the crows and you fuck with them, them away and are aggressive. Those crows are going to remember that the person that's your height, your shape, wearing the Jason mask is an asshole and they're going to stay far away from you. And not only that flock of crows, but they are going to communicate that to other flocks of crows in the area. So you could go to a park 10 miles away wearing that Jason mask, and those crows are going to act like you are a threat towards them, even though they have never seen you. Wow. But if you don't wear the mask and they never see it, they're going to treat you like a brand new thing. So if you're super nice to them, they're going to respect you and you could start to earn their trust. And that will also go out into the other uh, crow communities. Which is quite remarkable, really. Can you think of any other species other than humans that like share knowledge of danger amongst themselves? Like, that's, that's, I want to say I want to say wolf, but it's probably not like that. Yeah. Probably not. I don't think so. It's pretty remarkable. And um, what's even more cool is that a group of crows is called murder. Yeah, exactly. That's also super cool. And on the subject of murder, uh, <laughs> when, when someone is murdered, there is often a funeral. And crows have been known to have funerals where they pay respects to a dead crow. And... 
at the risk of sharing misinformation, that's all I'm going to say on matter because I am by no means a crow funeral expert, nor a necessarily a crow expert. I'm but an enthusiast. However, if that kind of shit interests you and you think it's cool, then you should go to corvidresearch.blog, which is a website run by Dr. Kaylee Swift, who is a fucking super cool and uh, incredible ornithologist. Uh, she runs a Twitter account called Corvid Research. She does crow or no games on Wednesdays where she posts a picture and you guess whether it's a crow or not a crow. She sends all kinds of cool stuff and yeah. Kaylee is an absolute badass and knows way more about crows than I could ever dream of knowing. Which, rightly so, she's got her fucking doctorate, as she should. So yeah, if you want to know anything about crows, you should check out Kaylee's website Corvid Research, not COVID, corvidresearch.blog, or on Twitter, or on Instagram. And fuck, I've, I was on there, maybe on her website, maybe two months ago, and people leave comments on her blog posts, and she actually fucking responds to them. Which oh, is crazy. Cool. cool? Yeah, that is. That's like, that's pretty world of like really really smart people <laughs> you know what i mean she she puts a whole all this stuff out there that's like not it's not hard to read either it's pretty straightforward but then she actually will answer questions and like she's very approachable and friendly kayla kicks ass corvid research nice there's my pitch and i was not instructed to big her up this isn't a paid advertisement. I didn't even think of it. Until... <laughs> All right. <on>. So, so <laughs> she posts, uh, is it a crow or not pictures? How many birds actually look like crows that are not crows? Um, so a lot of the posts that she does, it's either a crow or it's a raven. Oh. Right? Because ravens and crows look very similar in a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways, but there are some definite like uh, identifying markers for each. Okay. So yeah, and so she a lot of them are like that, but there's random other ones. I wouldn't be able to tell you how many. Nice. Yeah. Nick, what bird do you relate to? Uh, I never really thought about that. No? <laughs> I, no, honestly. Uh, I don't know much about owls, but I, I feel like that would probably be my pick. Do you like to stay up late at night? Yes. Okay. Um, are you lazy? I'll start with that. Are you lazy? Uh... No, not usually. Sometimes it can be. I'm kind of in the middle. 
Okay. Julian's going to pick your bird. I like this game. <laughs> He's going to tell you what bird you are. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to find out if an owl matches you, right? Like, no, I love this. I love this. Owls, owls don't want to fly and don't want to hunt unless they are hungry and they have to, right? Like most birds of prey, they're not flying just to like fuck around and fly. They're flying because they're hunting because they're hungry and they need to eat. Okay. So the the lazy question wasn't even so much like a are you lazy because you're fucking lazy and that's negative. It's more so like do you do things because you have to because you need to always be active and need to be doing stuff or is it more so like you do things because you need to and if all of your needs were always met would you just kind of chill? No, I, I do things because I need to, and if I didn't have to, I would not do them. So, cool. That that that's pretty accurate to, to how I. Cool. Am. Well, you're sure. Let's go with an owl then. Sounds okay. owly to me. Um, do you when you eat chicken wings? Do you eat the bones too? <laughs> Say not- yes for the owl bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do. You're definitely an owl then. Perfect. <laughs> So if we were to to dissect your your dry turd, we would find chicken bones. (laughs) No, he would he would puke them up. That's what he does because he's an owl. Yeah, yeah, owl pellets, Nick pellets. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, what about you? Oh, my wife would say peacock, and I don't disagree with that. Okay. Um, I like to. Uh, first of all, look nice. Uh, like mm-hmm. The hair and like you know, I like to you know, like, such as a peacock. And she says, "I'm around a group of people. That's where I shine." And um, I, you know, I, I, as much as it makes you sound like a uh, like uh, pretentious, I, I, it's not. It's just kind of like this kind of mm-hmm. my personality is is very peacockish. Cool. Do you like showing off? And again, no connotation to it, right. just merely what it means. Not intentionally, but you know, like I, when I get stuff from like my friends and like records, I always post them. So I like to show what things I get. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. You're definitely a peacock. So we got peacock and I want a crow. Yeah. Nice Bird. mixture of birds. Sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. I was just going to say, like, a crow and I want a peacock walking to a bar. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Speaking of bird jokes, that reminds me of the, uh, there's a new one making the rounds that, uh, like I said, I don't really have social media, but you can still see things when people send them to you sometimes, right? So there's uh I think it's I think it's a Facebook video of a kid telling a joke. Um what is it? Like why why did the chicken cross the road? Because Yeah, because <laughs> it's pretty good. A coworker tried to tell me that joke out of context and I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then when she showed me the video of the little boy uh doing it, and that makes sense because it's a kid joke. I thought you came up with this, and you tell me because it's a good joke, and like I don't understand why that's funny. 
But if you have a little kid do it, hold a chicken in a good context, it's a very funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, it's, like, I don't understand what's funny about that. And then when I saw people, hey, this is pretty cute. Yeah. Actually, the, was it last weekend? I think last, not this past weekend, the weekend before, uh, a kid told me two really good bird jokes. It was great. Um, so why did the chicken cross the road? Why? To visit the idiot. Yeah. N- knock, knock. Who's there? The chicken. <laughs> Julian, my Not... friend, is this your kid we're talking about? No, isn't that amazing? <laughs> and this fucking kid, straight-faced, 12 years old, gets me with this joke. And he's been a, he's a shit disturber, so I should have seen it coming because his face was so deadpan. No smirk or anything, but he got me so good. I didn't even understand for like 30 seconds before I clued in how badly he had got me. It was it was borderline embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that's you weren't under yeah. the influence of the devil's lettuce, were you? <laughs> I was not. What? <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't get it. <laughs> Maybe. Twelve-year-olds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Was it sixth grade, seventh grade? Uh. Something like that. I have no seventh idea. grade. Seventh I grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I don't know. Are, are grades no. different in the U.S.? No, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. K through 12. Yeah. But we don't have like freshman, sophomore, senior, whatever else there is. What do you have? Uh, in university and in college, we just have first year, second year, third year. Oh, okay. We don't have names for them. I mean, it means the same thing, I think, but... And, like, in high school, too, right? Like, we're not, not... We're just 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay. Not freshman, junior, so, sophomore, junior, senior, sure. whatever the fuck it is. What's fucked up is my wife is from Australia, and the way they do it is they go to uh, kindergarten and then preschool and then regular school. Oh. That's weird. That, was that is weird. Because kindergarten, like preschool is pre-K, so how do you go kindergarten then down to pre-K? I have no idea. <laughs> what? Maybe that's why Australians are so fucked. Hey, man. <laughs> you, know, you know everyone says that Australians and Canadians could essentially be the same people, just on the opposite hemispheres. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, of, a little bit of uh, understanding to my underhanded comment about Australians. <laughs> yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> they're, they're fucked. <laughs> Just like Canadians. Yeah. Oh man. 
But yeah, no, I thought that was really fucking weird, though. The whole, the whole thing. Yeah. And then from... So, it's kindergarten, pre-K, and then elementary school, and then is it the same middle school, high well, school? They don't call it pre-K. It's just, it's preschool. But preschool is, it's pre-kindergarten. It's what you do to lead up to kindergarten. I don't know, dude. I'm not fucking Australian. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> well, I want some answers, so now I'm interested. In, I wanted to explain yourself. Well, you shoot Heidi a message and she'll explain it. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, speaking of fucking peacocks, actually, where I am in Florida, I don't know like where they naturally are supposed to be. But there's a fucking shitload of peacocks over here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like a shitload. Uh, if you go into this one neighborhood, like it's like a mile from where I am right now. Like every morning there's like just peacocks everywhere on people's roofs, on their in their front lawn, just walking around the streets. Huh. And they scare the shit out of you at night, too, because they make this god-awful fucking noise. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it sounds kind of like a like a woman, like screaming or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, the funny story when I first came to Florida, uh, I had no idea about that, and I was hanging out with a group of people, and we went to a cemetery of all fucking places, and the peacocks love to hang out in there, and like just it was so quiet, and then just we hear this loud ass fucking peacock, and everybody else was like cool, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was freaking out and shit. Mm-hmm. They had to explain to me that it was a peacock. So <laughs> we have we have peacocks in Indiana. There's a house that you find me that has two as a as pets, and we see them oh, outside there once in a while. And then we have a local zoo that has a free roaming peacock, which is always awesome to see when it walks around. They are well, yeah, pretty birds. Zoo, but like, I I don't yeah. know where their natural habitat is. I don't know how you get them as pets, but they have two. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, I have my pet peacock. His name is Scott. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of what it sounded like. Yeah. No, peacocks are not native to Florida. Yeah, they're they're technically an invasive species, but. a quick Google has informed me that uh, they're actually still protected in Florida. So okay. you can't, if you, you're allowed to remove them from your property legally as long as you relocate them appropriately. So you can't go fucking shoot them with an AR. Why would you okay. want to? <laughs> so I don't know. Nixon, Florida. Like fucking... Yeah, that there. Yeah, Nixon, Florida. Florida. Anything goes in Florida. You, you can't shoot peacocks with assault rifles in Florida. No, no. Anything else yeah. is fair game, <laughs> 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 including people. Jeez. I take that back. I'm kidding. Well, this is colorful conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You bring out the best of us. Nice. What are you talking about? Nice. 
We'll take this part out. <laughs> this is the best part. I ain't taking nothing out. Yeah, what? The part about where you said that you could kill people in Florida, Scott? <laughs> Not me personally. That, I that part? I couldn't shoot. I couldn't shoot anything. I don't like guns. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I, I shot one, and I hated it, and I never touched one again. What kind of gun was it? It was just like a... So, like, my buddy's brother, it was years ago, like, had a birthday party, and it was at a gun range. And I was like, oh, the one thing I do not want to do is go to a birthday party at a gun range because <laughs> I just don't like guns. I, I just... I'm intimidated by them. I don't like holding them, I, let alone seeing them. Oh hey man, just try it out. So I I did a pistol first and hated it, and I I threw I threw it on the floor. I didn't like it, it was just, it was too scary for me. And then I got an assault rifle, and it was just we were just shooting like plastic bottles, and I and I shot it, and I was like, oh dude, that wasn't that cool. I was like, no, this is not fun for me. I just don't. Nothing about this is a good time. So you shoot a pistol, and that's too scary for you. So you you pick up a fucking rifle. <laughs> well, he's like, try, he's like, he's like, what? try the rifle. He said, try the rifle. It was just like, it was just like a, like a, you know, like I, I don't know anything about guns. It was just a, you know, a one loader. You know, like I guess like a sniper rifle. I don't, I don't know, like a a deer hunting rifle. I suppose is what you're gonna compare it to. Yeah. He was, he's like, it's more slower pace. Just, just try it and. I shot, I hit the target, he goes, dude, how did you feel? I was like, I don't want to do it again. That was one and done. Just, just haven't touched one since, and do not plan on ever having one. So. Fair. Yeah, I, I, I understand have... that people like them. I understand that, you know, they're going to protect their families, but I, I just, it's not for me. I, uh, my, a buddy of mine lives on a farm and has a, has a shotgun and has a rifle a couple rifles and a shotgun he goes deer hunting and turkey hunting every year and uh quite often in the summer we'll go out back and we'll go skeet shooting with his shotgun which is pretty fun yeah it does sound fun but that's oh, about the that's about the, <laughs> you wouldn't like a shotgun no, especially with a especially with a deer slug in it thing will fucking yeah. take your shoulder off but <laughs> See, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is fun. It's fun being reminded of how bad I am at aiming guns. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't hold one. <laughs> I'm shooting in the air. It's fine. Uh, we are very safe. You have to be safe you? around guns. Yeah, Dick Cheney, I thought I was a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's definitely not too soon to laugh about that. That's no. definitely laugh worthy. It's just scary, man. It's, it's just nah, not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Nerf guns are fine. I actually, I've never been paintballing either. And you're like, you would love paintballing. I'm like, what, being shot at sounds fun to you? Like, again, that doesn't sound fun to me. That just sounds painful. Yeah. We all have different ideas of fun. And me being shot by something sounds like the least fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's logical. Yeah, it's just like, no thanks. Nick, do you, have you shot a gun before? Oh, yeah, plenty of times. 
I, uh, I've shot more guns than I can count. <laughs> Scott, he lives in Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Here's your gun. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm like a gun enthusiast. Thing, yeah. I don't mind. They're not selling oranges on the side of the, of the road. They're selling guns. I assure you they are not. Good. That's that's reassuring that's to hear. That reminds me of being in Wyoming. I bet they do sell guns on the side of the road in Wyoming. Probably. But uh, I, I remember pulling up to a gas station in Wyoming and across the street there was a porno video store that was also a gun store and then in the same building was a church. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's all of, for you. That's the American dream right there. All three needs met in one building. Yep. Exactly. Crazy. <laughs> this yeah. what, do you do, what do you do first in that situation? Well, do I jack off and go to church? Or do I do I jack off in church? Or <laughs> and yeah, one. Buy, buy a gun, get some porn, and then uh, go confess your sins. <laughs> go pray about it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's fun. That's crazy. Porn. Yeah. Well, only in America. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. So what's going on with the band? I saw you guys played a show last week um, that was completely sold out. How was that experience? Yeah, that was really cool in, like, arguably our hometown. It was super rad. This uh, These dudes, the, the promoters were like, hey, we want to put on a, a show in this bar that normally only does, like, cover bands. Do you guys want to... Do you, do you want it to be like your show? And we were like, yeah, cool, sure. Thinking, okay, well, 30 people, 20, 30 people will come, whatever. Who cares? It'll be fun. Right. It'll be nice to play. And then three weeks before the show, it's fucking sold out. And it was a riot. It was a blast. Um, first show with Joey officially in the band. He had only played with us once before. This was the first show that he played that we actually got to practice beforehand. That was cool. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, we didn't really get to party as much as we'd like to. We, it would have been nice to like enjoy it all beyond just like playing the show and that being super fun. Uh, we didn't really, we had like two or three beers maybe each tops um, instead of a fuckload because we had, it was a really busy weekend for us. So that was the Friday night. And then Saturday at about 10 o'clock, we all got together and uh, we tracked a bunch of tracks for a new EP that we're going to be releasing in April. What? Nice. Yeah, gonna be a quick little four-song EP. 
digital only. And uh, yeah, we're pumped. That's right back on it. Awesome. Yeah, we're singing songs about birds. In case <laughs> you were wondering. In case you were wondering, the songs are about birds. Um, what else can I tell you about it without telling too much? Um, any birds in particular? Yeah, so so we're going to be singing a song about Joey's favorite bird. That was oh, the, cool. Afri the African parrot, nope. right? Nope. That was Nick's favorite bird. That was the African gray. That was your favorite bird. Not mine. It was it? No. Oh, I thought it was. I think I think on that episode I said it was a uh, lovebird. Yeah, because you were a lovebird breeder. Yeah, I did that for right. a while. Bred lovebirds, so Boy, that was I have a bad memory. Yeah, well, whatever the case. Well, what's his favorite bird? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it's um, it's it's a bird. Go back and listen. It's it's a bird is what it is, and uh, we we wrote a cool song about it. Um, I think it's pretty relatable to a lot of people these days. This song, so that's cool. Hopefully, they gained something from it. Um, it's, I mean, what I what I really enjoy about writing and singing about birds, aside from like actually how cool they are and talking about them and getting other people stoked on birds. Um, birds are like, there's so many different species of birds. They're so like, they're all so different. So we really like to try and kind of mimic the diversity of birds in the music we play. And I mean, sure, you like, sure, we we're probably not going to write a fucking black metal song, oh. right? I know, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, probably not going to happen. But like, I would say that Three Birds Stoned wasn't just one type of Ramones core. You know what I mean? Sure. Like. You couldn't say that it was necessarily just a screeching weasel record right. ripoff, yeah. or a teenage bottle rocket ripoff, or a queers ripoff, or even like a windowsill ripoff, right? Sure. Like some songs, yeah. Other songs, not so much. Right? Some songs were kind of were definitely Lillington's inspired, but not the whole record. So like. We're starting to try and uh, diversify that a little bit more. And it's really fun and interesting to be able to do that and kind of justify it. You know what I mean? Because a lot, because like, apart from the Lillingtons, I can't really think of a band that released a couple records and completely change their sound. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. copyrights sound like the copyrights. And the copyrights kick ass, but yeah. they sound like the copyrights. Right? Yeah. Windowsill, 
are fucking incredible, but you know it's the windowsill as soon as you hear like three seconds of it because that's what the fucking windowsill are. So, and I, and again, I want to like clarify, I'm not dissing any of those bands or dissing that at all because that's just like what bands do. But because there's so many different species of birds, it allows us the opportunity to try and like play different kinds of music, right? Play different like kinds of punk, write different like styles of songs. Kind of mimic what the bird, I kind of mimic the bird. Yeah, just like because there's a bunch of different kinds of birds, right? Like not every bird looks like a peacock. True. And not every punk rock song should sound like the queers. Right. So so we're uh, we're expanding on that a little bit for the CP. Not drastically. That'll be the next record. But uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And not even really a not even really a departure from our sound either. It's still gonna sound a hundred percent like us, just Variety is the spice of life, you know? And variety in a subtle nuance of a very small genre that sounds very similar is uh, can be exciting. And I hope that we do it right so it's exciting for everybody instead of just us. Very I'm true. excited. I'm excited because I fucking love Theber Stones. That, that still plays on... Like, that still is in, 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 in rotation. Amazing, amazing. Like, yeah, no, no homo is just like the fucking perfect song. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, those lyrics are amazing. The song it sounds great. Like, that's one song I can put on repeat. Yeah, I, I had a lot of that. Writing that song was a trip for me. You know, I, uh, I wrote the entirety of that song. Smoking a single dart, God. hacking a dart. I was out hacking a dart, and I had been thinking about wanting to write a song about ducks and about homosexuality amongst birds because it's a major thing in birds, and I think that's fucking rad. So I wanted to write a song about it because I'm sure people don't know that, right? I know I know. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea, and I was. Out, hacking a dart, Scott's favorite saying, and it all just kind of came to me. Well, 80% of it just kind of came to me. I had like a chord progression and a lead, and then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Borrow the Homo from Homo Sapiens came to me, and I was like, hey, that's clever and stupid. (laughs) And I just like went inside and wrote it all down and grabbed my acoustic guitar and hit voice record on my phone and got it into a recording as soon as I could so I didn't forget anything and that's kind of where the song came from. It's, I, the lyrics just stick with me. I, they're great. Yeah. It's amazing. I intentionally made it very uh made them very like typical masculine and like sexually aggressive as i could 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're, they're pretty like straightforward, right? Yeah. And yeah, exactly, right? Like, and it, I I wrote it with that like that aggression and like forwardness in mind because I uh, I remember a conversation I was having with uh, my dear buddy Mike who I actually got to see at the show this past weekend. I hadn't seen him in two or three years. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was fucking so great to see him. Uh, anyway, he he was telling me that uh, he slowed down a bit now because he's... Uh, I don't even know how old Mike is. Middle, mid-50s, maybe. But... Uh, back, in the, back in the day when he was in his like late teens and 20s, when when like you very much had to watch your back and you would get beaten up all the time for being gay he would uh he'd go to like clubs and raves and parties and stuff and not even getting into detail but just like the most basic stories he told me of those experiences were fucked and i was like are you t- are you being serious dude and he's he says to me he's like Think of how perverted and disgusting and horny you were at 19 or 20. And I was like, okay, I'm with you. And he's like, think of an entire room of dudes who are exactly as perverted and horny and disgusting. And that is who you're having sexual relations with. And I was like, oh my God. And he was like, yeah, dude, it fucking rocked. (laughs) So, like, that's what I thought of when I was writing them. Because I was like, Mike's, like, that really, that's always kind of stuck with me. And I'm sure that isn't the case for everybody. But, like, the, the thought of, like, the most fucking, like, your most nastiest, depraved, 20 year old horny thoughts. And you have a partner who's had the exact same ones. Like, man, fucking right. Yeah. That's the stuff dreams are made of. If you're a perv. As a perv. It's the stuff dreams are made of. So I thought of that as I was writing that song and really wanted to get across that, like, this is, like, not even beating around the bush. Like, we're fucking. We're fucking hard. And it's great. And no one cares. And if you think Not you're anti-science, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. If you think queer's anti-science, you're wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there's a nice little bit of history about that song. That's, that, that's, that song awesome. is great. Uh, yeah, that's, I did not know yeah. that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. But Oh, shit. Here, we'll wait, a, wait a second. Sure. Uh, no, fuck. No. Never mind. I... I got a call from a weird number that I was going to answer. Okay, they sent me uh they left me a voicemail. Um just this What was that? Uh anything okay? You good? Um, I don't I don't know if you guys can I don't know if you guys can hear this. Let's see. 
Hey, Julian. It's Gideon from the Lunkheads. I got your number from Jason V. Uh, can you call me back and I'll explain everything. What the, what the fuck? fuck? Did, did you guys heard that? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um. Thanks for okay. joining us. Um. Uh, this is yeah. Episode of Vivalence, uh, Julian. Uh, thanks for taking your time and talking with us. And um, obviously, you got some shit you gotta deal with. So, listeners, we'll talk to you guys next week with something different. And uh. We're going to end the show by playing No Homo by uh, Avum. So you guys have a great evening, and we'll talk uh, We'll talk uh, soon. You guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, you too. See ya. Everywhere in our breeding